So how is everybody doing today? And I'm saying this to what is probably an empty room. Now, for those of you that don't know, I'm used to doing live broadcasts on YouTube and other platforms all at the same time through a, a company called StreamYard. Uh, and I do these lives five to six days a week, at least at least one a day, five to six days a week. Um, I had scheduled two for today, but YouTube gave me the week off of uh, posting because I said real things, like actual statements of fact in a conversation that I had with a uh, actual physician's assistant, with a practitioner about COVID-19 and other things like that, uh, how stupid masks were and how COVID is a cold. And uh, we might as well get all this right up front in case you're new watching this, because we are going to start moving the content way more towards Rumble and Spotify. I prefer Spotify, to tell you the truth, uh, for my content because I am going to post longer content than that. And I can use social media, Twitter, uh, which you can follow me, the MFing COO on Twitter. I'll be off my block on there here tomorrow. But today we're going to talk about Blair White and uh, her stance on body positivity from this one video. I wanted to say real quickly, though, please do uh, follow me on Spotify, the Alan Roberts Uncensored podcast. Or you can follow me on Rumble at Alan Roberts. And we're going to just keep pounding away, telling the truth. And YouTube will probably, at some point in time, either demonetize my channel or will completely delete it. And I'll just go to the other ones because I'm not going to be like, I understand that people think that YouTube is the end all and people like watch their ad revenue and so much. And don't get me wrong, money is money and I want to make money. But I believe way more in saying the truth than watching what I say for some ridiculous reason. I would love if a lawyer would help me out here because I have been, uh, the only two marks on my channel are for medical misinformation. The first one is the warning I was given and it is for literally reading from the C a CDC public release years ago about 63% of all hospitalizations being morbidly obese people. They gave me a strike for medical misinformation for that. Uh, and then this one where this lady and I said things that are accepted as truth everywhere else. You just still, for some reason, cannot on YouTube say that COVID is a cold and we overreacted. At, at the very least, COVID is a cold that we overreacted to. At the very, very, very least. At the most, COVID was a tool used by very powerful elite people to try to control the population. And that's a very likely possible thing too. It's not medical misinformation to say so. It's not medical misinformation to say that COVID is less deadly to people under the age of 70 that have no comorbidities than the seasonal flu, because that's the statistics that are on both the World Health Organization website and on the CDC website. So if you're a lawyer and you want to take up a class action suit of why YouTube is absolutely defaming me for marking it, uh, they took these videos down for medical misinformation, when in fact it is not medical misinformation. Like, that's the thing. If it was medical misinformation, if I was saying something that was untrue, or as fact, not in my opinion, I'd be all for it. But it is absolutely statistically factual that COVID is less deadly to people under the age of 70 that are healthy than the seasonal flu. It is not even a question. It's not even a, a question about it. Uh, it's very seriously. If we would count the seasonal flu from 2017 to 2018, just the four months of it, there would have been more deaths attributed to that in those four months than all of COVID in close to three and a half years now. So it's just reality and factual. I hope everybody, uh, uh, if you don't like that, I hope you understand that I'm not trying to offend you. You're just some stupid fuck. Because if you can't see that it is not the world killer they said it was, it's a cold. Uh, the 1718 flu is way more deadly. Any, anywho, we are going to talk to uh, or talk about Miss Blair White in the Blair White Project, talking about body positivity influencer quits the movement and gets attacked. Now, I missed this video when it first came out. Uh, I am, for those of you that want to think I'm some sort of crazy, like, transphobe or something like that, I'm a huge fan of Blair White. I, if Blair, if you were watching this, I would love and I mean love to interview on our channel. I would love to just talk to you about the world, about uh, transition, about anything you'd want to talk about. I am a huge fan of this woman, and so is uh, my wife. 
And for those of you that also denote that I oftentimes do not honor pronouns, it's because what you look like. It is not misgendering somebody. It is telling you what you look like. Blair White looks like a woman to me. Therefore, I literally cannot stop myself from calling her, her, she, a woman, because that is what how she presents to me. I don't understand why this is such a hard concept. It is not misgendering. It is calling you as you appear. So uh, to get that out of the way, and again, Blair, if you listen to this, I would love to interview you. I think you are fucking uh, brave as hell and one of the one of the voices that should be listened to the most in these crazy times, especially about certain th- uh, certain concepts and aspects. I think she has a voice when it comes to all of this. I think she's extremely well read. Uh, I think she keeps up with what's going on and she has a very critical thinking mind. Uh, so again, we would love to interview you. Absolutely love to. But this video, uh, I'm just going to let it, I'm going to let it run. Speaking of controversy, some, another controversy happening is some drama in the fat positivity movement. This woman came forward and is now regretting being part of it and is getting a ton of backlash from um, fat activists, which is a very funny phrase. Um, it is a really funny phrase, fat activists, because they're fat, and therefore they're not super active fat activists. And I know people are going to be screaming like, you don't know if I'm active or not. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. You're at least not active enough to not be 300 pounds. You're not active. You're not active enough for how much you eat. Let's just put it that way. Uh, And for a lot of you, the way that you eat, you could not possibly be active enough to be at a healthy weight and eat the way you do because activity does not actually burn all that much calories as people uh, look towards. People should focus way more on their hydration, their sleep, their stress relief, um, and eating whole foods. Uh, versus their activity. You should get daily normalized activity to keep yourself strong. You should do some weight training to keep some muscle mass to you because sarcopenia, which is the loss of muscle mass as you get older, is a very, very serious problem and it lowers your basal metabolic rate. There's so many things, but I uh, completely agree. Now, I am going to speed her up to 1.5 speed. We'll see how she sounds there. Um, But this video is killer i love this tiktok so let's watch it me too i love it something controversial and i don't care i don't care how trendy or cute or fun it seems to be fat don't let that shit fuck with your head don't let the idea that oh i could catch a dick no matter how big i am cause you to forget about your health and to keep gaining weight i i don't get that like so like that gets said a lot by the fat acceptance community where like well i can still get laid would you want a fucking cookie like men are not like do you guys realize that calling men dogs happen for a reason like there is a huge amount of the population of penis having individuals that are just dogs right that will literally like most the a woman's appearance no matter what like mainstream media or hollywood wants to tell you for a lot of dudes doesn't matter that much you know like it just it really 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 doesn't there's a lot of pathetic weak dudes who have almost no standards about themselves. Therefore, they're not going to have standards about the woman they're with. And, but I do got to say, if, if when you do see somebody that is like 300 pounds dating a very, very, very in shape person, you got to wonder what's going on because their lifestyles are nothing alike. So I, it's not healthy either. Like you are going to gravitate towards people you have a similar lifestyle to. Being able to get laid is not, it's like some huge accomplishment. You know, it's just not in, in today's society. It's very, very strange. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have that much reference because, again, married long, long, long time. However, like even, you know, 25 years ago, you know, like I knew dudes that did not care like what a woman looked like at all as long as they had a warm body in the bed at the night. Like it's just reality actually feel kind of guilty for being a part of this movement. And I know it's not my fault or my responsibility to keep other people's health, but being- It's your fault and responsibility if you were ever trying to say that being fat is not in in somehow negative. Like I have not checked out her content um, and I think she's very brave because, and I, it's so stupid that I have to call her brave because relatively speaking, it shouldn't be brave to say I want to get healthy. It should never be like we live in such a crazy society right now that we are like applauding this woman like, yes, she is so brave for saying she doesn't want to weigh 350 pounds and live past the age of 50. And like somehow that's bravery, you know, and it's bravery because 
the fat acceptance community are crazy. They're crazy people. They try that. It is the, we, years ago, when I first started talking about the fat acceptance community, they tried to cancel us. There's even a documentary about it. It's called the dark side of fat acceptance. It's free on Tubi right now. Somebody did a documentary about how these people came after not only us, my wife and myself, but friends, people that followed us, they would, people that followed us, they would literally call their place of work to say, do you know that your employee supports this person who says that being fat is unhealthy? Like that's, they're crazy. I mean, just to put it out there though, being fat does make you make you more susceptible to being crazy because there's neuroinflammation. There's many tests that show that eating ultra processed foods in more than 20% of your total daily caloric intake for like years upon years upon years upon years has a very serious deleterious effect on your uh, cognitive abilities and your executive function of your brain. The executive function of your brain, problem solving, perseverance, self-starting, self-accountability, um, you know, logic, you know, it's so eating the way that fat people eat is also going to make them stupid. And they sound very stupid right now. Like fat people in society who say, you can't tell me if I'm healthy because I'm fat. That sounds super stupid. Like people should understand, like we see you having a hard time standing and breathing at the same time. You're clearly not healthy. And anybody that wants to try to say, well, I'm fat and I'm healthy. I would guarantee you, I would love to go uh, and interview you. The only stipulation I have is that we walk at what I would consider a good pace for me while I interview you, while we talk, we can talk and walk at the same time. If you cannot talk and be interviewed uh, and walk at the same time, I'm going to prove my case right there. I'm just, I can leave it at that. Anyway, back to Blair a pioneer in this game like i literally was one of the first influencers to work with fashion nova before they even had a plus size line so when i say i'm a pioneer i'm a pioneer i'm one of the main reasons why we have the plus size fashion industry that we have and you that's not the brag you think it is young lady are you anybody that's the truth and my point is is that i see a lot of fat girls who gain a lot of weight from being caught up in this movement and turning around five six seven years later talking about damn i let my health go to shit. i got this so just to be clear she just admitted that a lot of people see the fat acceptance community and then gain weight because of it, indicating that it is a societal contagion. Does everybody understand that? When you say like, my obesity is not contagious, but society accepting it makes it a societal contagion. It makes the unhealthy state of being, of being as big as this woman, she looks about three, 350, um, that is super unhealthy. And for society to not immediately point it out is an issue and she is admitting and openly stating the truth that we all know that the more people accept that you know these people can abuse themselves into societal burden because that's what it is it's societal burden more people are because it's being seen as socially acceptable this problem now i'm 400 pounds i can't do this i can't do that just so everybody understands, we better start making it socially acceptable to have one foot. We need to start making it socially acceptable for, you know, people to go blind at the age of 30 from you know, uh, eye problems from diabetes. We need to start normalizing the very serious health outcomes that are about to come down the pipe because we're at a stage right now where most of the obese people from the fat acceptance community that we've seen that have passed away, they've all been in their 40s, mid 40s, early 50s. Most of these people were not the size they were when they died when they were younger. Most of these people have only gotten to be morbidly obese in their adulthood because they went out on their own, showed no self-responsibility and just gluttoned themselves. And instead of saying, hey, I might be gluttoning myself to a state of ill health, they decided to say, not only am I going to deny this about myself, but I am going to spread the message to everybody else that I am perfectly healthy being a 450 pound person at the age of 40, it is perfectly fine. You should do it too. And then they die five years later. This is happening. But if you've been fat most of your life, if you've been 300 pounds since you were 13, you should accept the fact that unless you make some very serious change, especially if you've gained more weight since then, you're probably not going to see mid 40s. You're probably not going to get to as old as these people were because these people got fat when they were adults. If you've been fat since you were a child because your parents abused you with food uh, and did not try to literally change it. Like I'm not talking like your child getting an extra 20 or 30 pounds because they're sneaking in the pantry or they started eating at school when they gained like 10, 20 pounds, you do something about that and then it's fine. 
If you have a child that waddles, you are abusing that child. Fix that shit. Babe, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Being attractive, being able to still wear nice clothes is not the end all be all. You got to really. I don't think you're, I, I, I just don't find obesity attractive because I know, I know it's like this person right here, she punishes herself for something. Like there's an absolute mental illness aspect to gluttony to like, she's literally gluttoning herself to be this big. She's eating thousands of more calories than she needs to. Reality exists. She's not eating salads. You know, like this woman is easily abusing herself. We should see this. We should see this as the result of self-harm because that's what this is. This woman has harmed herself day after day after day, year after year after year to get to the size she's at. It is self-harm. We should view it this way. It is not attractive to me. No matter how much makeup this woman puts on, no matter how much hair product she uses, or no matter how many times she says she's a model, I do not find this attractive because she, in fact, hates herself enough to do this to herself and is in denial about it. That's very, very unattractive to me. Think about your health. Because when you're in your 20s, you think that life is just rainbows and candy. You don't even think about the future. But when you start creeping up in age, babes, it's going to catch up to you. I don't care what yes, nobody say. I'm not yep. saying that every fat person is unhealthy. Hello, I'm fat. I'm not claiming that. Every fat person is unhealthy. Every morbidly obese person is unhealthy if for no other reason than the size of their heart and gravity both exist. Gravity existing destroys the argument that you can be a morbidly obese person and healthy because every step you take in the constant state of inflammation that your body is in from being morbidly obese and the food you glut yourself on to be morbidly obese, you are damaging your load-bearing joints at an exponential rate due to the chronic state of inflammation and the fact that for every pound in your body, there is four to 10 pounds of pressure per square inch on your knee joint every step you take on a flat surface. So if you are 200 pounds overweight, that is anywhere from 800 to 2,000 extra pounds on your frame that is in fact crushing on your joints that are also in a state of constant inflammation due to your gluttony. You cannot be healthy and morbidly obese at all unless you can float. Like literally unless you can float, unless you can levitate. Then we may talk about it. However, then we're still going to talk about the size of your heart because you see the human heart, if it enlarges, it's actually a bad thing, just so everybody understands. But this woman likely has tons of visceral fat clogging her heart and her arteries, not to mention the fact that her heart has to beat harder and more often to pump blood to about two to three times the body she's supposed to have when her heart was designed by her genes. Like when she was born, her heart was meant to be one size to be able to pump all the blood to her body. She did not get a heart upgrade. In fact, she has probably damaged her heart, how, how she's eaten. And she is now pumping blood to two to three times the person that it was initially meant to do. It's just ridiculous to even try to say you can be morbidly obese and healthy. It is completely fantasy world and something we should absolutely laugh at every time we hear somebody say it. You got to hate fat people. That's literally the opposite of what I'm saying. But let's be fucking for real. Health is real. Organs failing is real. Diabetes, heart disease, all that shit is real. Okay. Yep. It's not fat phobic to care about your health. And if nobody else wants to say it, let me fucking tell you the truth. Love yourself at any size. Wear the clothes you want to wear. But don't forget that your heart has to beat, babes. Don't forget that your blood sugar has to keep a balance, babe. No yep. amount of Instagram pictures looking cute and being an influencer wearing a size, whatever you are, is going to stop your heart from not beating if you eat eating bacon every day. Yep. And this is coming from someone who's learning those fucking... Those, those it's not necessarily even the bacon, young lady, by the way. I'm sure it is the massive amount of ultra-processed carbohydrates that this woman take, has taken in over the course of the years. Massive. People do not get to be her size without, you know, from eating bacon and beef. Uh, they just don't. It's, it, I, I, have, I have coached a thousand people plus, my wife and I, through our app, through our coaching, which you can get in the description box below, by the way. But we have coached well over a thousand people at this point from morbidly obese weights to healthy states, building healthy habits. They all, all of them, all of them eat too many processed carbohydrates. All of them. All of them view processed carbohydrates as food, as a huge portion of their food and not as pleasure and just for pleasure only. A huge portion of people do so. Those, those lessons now, myself. So to the younger girls, the younger generation, take care of your health. It's not fat phobic to take care of your health. It's not a joke. And I'm saying this out of love, not out of self-hate. 
I see a lot of my fellows, fellow content creator, fellow plus size, fellow bloggers, whatever you want to call them, plus size models. Now, I hate the word plus size. Plus size is once you, once you get to be twice the size you're supposed to be. Can we at least call it multi size for accuracy? I know it's the ADHD going on, but can we at least you'll call it like how it really is. You are multi-sized. You are not plus size. Like I heard Anna O'Brien, the glitter and lasers girl, call herself plus size. You're like 600 pounds as an adult woman. You're four times the size you should be. You are not plus size. You are multiple times exponential size or something like that. Like it's, it's, it's like this affront to reality. It's patheticness talking about wanting to get healthy now talking about needing to da 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 because five six seven years ago when they were 22 when they were 21 25 it wasn't a problem now you're 28 29 30 31 32 whatever the case is and you're like damn i can't get pregnant i'm getting i have this problem i got that problem the problems creep up babe and the reality is loving yourself also includes taking care of your body if you want this body to last 100 years you got to take care of it so don't 100 years oh my goodness i don't know how old she is but unless like even if like and i hate to be like this but even if she reverses everything right now it's she she's done a lot of damage uh, like a lot, a lot of damage. It's kind of, I mean, like it, it, she don't like set your goals. Well, don't focus on, Oh my God, I got to live a hundred years. Like, I, I mean, I hope she does. I could be wrong, but like, uh, I'm not, I, anyway. Don't let me, don't let nobody else convince you that taking care of your health is fat phobic. And if somebody's telling you that, it's because they're miserable and they want you to die and stay fat like them. Yep. I took a lot of heat when I started talking about my weight loss journey. And now everybody else suddenly want to talk about it. I wonder why. Wow. Shout out to Gabriella Lascano, I believe her name is. Um, yes. That was real as hell. And yeah, it was. she's absolutely right. You know, this is the main problem. And I hope that this represents sort of like a U-turn in the fat positive movement because she's absolutely right. The idea that taking care of your health is fat phobic is just so disgusting. And... You know, I agree. I don't think, though, Blair, like, I mean, I'm about to have a conversation with Blair White as if she fucking knows who I am. Um, she follows me on Twitter, but it's not, it's not like she knows who I am. Anyway, and, but if you do know who I am, I'd love to interview. Um, but let's be let, like, I mean, it's not going to change. What's going to change is the fact that, like, mainstream media and social media is now going to try to sell the weight loss pharmaceuticals, the weight loss surgery. So therefore, they can't have everybody think that being fat is awesome. They are going to make it so fat looks like it's an uncontrolled disease. Like it's out of the control of these people's hands. So therefore they have the cure, which by the way, I do strongly suggest anybody, uh, you know, if you are having trouble controlling your appetite, controlling your weight, anything like that, please do uh, grab uh, no morbidity. Whoop, I can't put it up there. Please do grab no morbidity. You can get it at vitamin shop. You can get it at ambrosiacollective.com. You can get it at tigerfitness.com. It is a non-stimulant, non-thermogenic based appetite suppressant that in fact um, helps thousands of people. And here, if you want to know about it, here we go. My name is Alan Roberts. I'm a best-selling weight loss author and weight loss coach. I've joined forces with the Ambrosia Collective to produce No Morbidity. It is the first of its kind, non-stimulant, non-thermogenic-based appetite suppressant made up of four patented ingredients at their clinically tested doses. We have put this together to help people gain control of their lifestyles, to gain people control of their habits in order so they can get to a healthy weight and remain there. We have a world to save. Go to AmbrosiaCollective.com or TigerFitness.com and get you no morbidity right now. At a price point of $39.99, this will pay for itself in food you save as well as save your future health. Thank you very much for listening to my little uh, my commercial there. I appreciate it. I'm going to put them in whenever I can because we are helping to save people. We have a world to save. And the Ambrosia Collective, we take that very, very seriously. So... Uh, now let's go Blair. And I see this a lot. You know, you saw it when like Lizzo talked about like losing weight, which first of all, she didn't, I guess. And she, she didn't lose weight. Um, but when Adele lost weight and you see it when celebrities try to lose weight and all of a sudden all these fat fans want to, by the way, I'm not saying like fat as a pejorative, like they call themselves fat and actually they objectively are fat, um, come forward and attack them and say that they're being fat phobic and that they're promoting diet culture and diet culture. Oh, so restricting calories for the sake of health when you're morbidly obese is, is toxic, is a diet culture, like get out of here. Um, well, they're doing that a lot now too. Anything that's viewed as trying to get healthy, they're viewing as diet culture and evil. Like it's it's an affront to them. Um, I'm just all for making them pay for our own medical expenses because that is my biggest thing. I want to help people. We have products. I mean, we have a second product coming out uh, that's going to help with blood sugar regulation, those sorts of things. I give free advice Monday through Friday 
normally about like anywhere between 1 p.m. I do some evenings, some earlier ones too, but I give Q&A advice every single day on try to help lose weight. We have our own uh, app and our own coaching and all these things. I'm all for it. However, the biggest reason why it is we need to absolutely make sure people start getting healthy and lose weight is because it was used, like the level of fatness was used as a reason to close us all down. And just to be real, we spend as a country about $3 trillion in shared healthcare expenditures for avoidable lifestyle-driven chronic illnesses that people could either mitigate, control on their own, or completely avoid having if they just led a healthier lifestyle. And that number is going to go even higher if they start paying for these weight loss drugs like Wegovy, Ozempic, and things like that through insurance and through Med B or Med D. Um, that's going to increase that number by about $500 billion to another trillion dollars a year. So we could easily be spending on avoidable lifestyle-driven chronic illnesses because people eat too much, drink too much, smoke too much, um, and refuse to take responsibility for their own actions about $4 trillion a year as a shared healthcare expenditure amongst everybody. So if you are healthy and you you do not access the healthcare system, you're still going to see your insurance rates go up and your taxes go up to pay for people that are gluttoning themselves to a state of ill health so we can then pay for them to have a medication that they need to stay on for the entirety of the rest of their life instead of taking a $39.99 supplement made of four patent ingredients with clinically tested human doses that's helping thousands of people right now to gain control of their hunger and their stress. No morbidity, get some. Um, she's absolutely right, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, do you see fat activists in their 60s? Do you see no. fat activists in their 50s? No. Do you even really see fat activists in their like mid 40s? No. They're, yes, they're the ones in the coffins. Um, just so, just so you, like for Blair to even say that, we absolutely see fat activists in their mid 40s. A lot of them are in their coffins. A lot of them die. A lot of them. Because you actually don't live that long to be morbidly obese. And that's just nope. a fact. Yep. So I struggle to think of many movements more toxic than a movement where none of the participants live past 45. I completely agree. This is, but, and this is why, and other people need to start seeing it how she and I do. Because this is what's crushing America. The massive expenditure on healthcare, the weakness, the absolute weakness. They were able to use the level of obesity. Dr. Fauci said it himself, that with the obesity epidemic in America, we needed to stay locked down. Otherwise, a lot of these people who are sick by their own hands would have gotten very ill, possibly died, and we needed to protect them because they needed to get fatter for some reason over the course of the last three years. Because that's what happened. There was a story recently of, uh, you know, like a TLC star or something who was like fat and she died. And you see people that are part of these My 900 Pound Lives and all these, you know, fat glorifying shows. Even though often they do have an element of like the journey of losing the weight as well. They often, it's just a freak show, TV show. Yeah. And just to show someone being morbidly fat and it's a, a spectacle. Uh, yes, it is. But I will say this. Any show that is going to have a 500-pound person, 400 pounds and up, 300, shit, 300-pound people that are morbidly obese, if we follow them around with a camera, it's going to be pretty tragic most of the time. Society does not want to admit this. But if you're 400 pounds as a male or female of average height and you're not, like, I mean, like, at 400 pounds, it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or not. At 400 pounds, your life is pretty tragic. There's places on your body you cannot clean at 400 pounds. There is issue after issue after issue happening. You could shatter your entire leg by stepping off of a curb wrong. Like you could throw a myocardial infraction at any given time being that big. Your heart is pissed at you. If we would just follow any 350, 400 pound and up person around with a camera all day long, their life would show to be massively tragic, one filled with nothing but mouth pleasure of them face fucking themselves with most likely ultra-processed carbohydrates. And people are going to say, oh, you're making a generalization. It's true. We all know it. Why are we pretending that morbidly obese people don't, in fact, glutton themselves to this big? Like, why are we pretending this? It, it's, it does nobody any good. We need to actually get into reality and then do something about this. Um, and they die. Yep. Because you can't be morbidly obese and be healthy. You just can't. You can't even yes. really be like super overweight and be healthy because there's overweight as morbidly obese. That's different. There's overweight. Even if you're overweight, it's unhealthy. Is it to the same extent to be morbidly obese? Of course not. But it is what it is. Yep. And 
I really applaud her. I think she deserves a standing ovation for coming forward and talking about this because I think that she will actually save lives from doing that. Because one of the really kind of gross aspects of the fat positive movement from what I've seen from all these TikToks is that it's not just that you have these like fat people. All of, It's always women, by the way. It's never men part of this movement. It's always women. Mm -hmm. And it's almost always white women. Why? Mm -hmm. Like it's just food for thought. Tell me why. I mean, it's of course there are other you know races involved, but it's it's primarily white women. So, you know, it's not just that they're fat and like proud of it or, you know, being fat positive, body acceptance, whatever. It's also that they get in this gluttonous state of getting more fat because they're already yep. in that. Like once you yes. tell yourself, I'm fine just the way I am. It doesn't matter how fat I yes. am. You get fatter. You get bigger. You only gain weight. And I've seen that. That is absolutely 100% true. She's brilliant. Brilliant. One of the people I would love to meet. But that is absolutely 100% true. And that is the danger of the fat acceptance community. I've said five years ago, I was like, as second we start accepting that, like, these people can openly say they're 300 pounds and healthy. Once we jump the shark to enter that, like, think about that. Years ago, Tess Holiday was trying to say she's 300 pounds fit and strong in Shape magazine. Like, to po like we're not allowed to say that COVID's a cold, but... A 300-pound woman can, on a cover of a magazine can say that she's fit and strong. It's insanity, right? And when we started allowing doing that, people just got fatter and fatter and fatter. They wanted to very much soften people up for a time when they would be locked in their homes, I think, eating nothing but DoorDash and closing gyms down because that helped out a lot too. And so, you know, I have a lot of empathy for people in that position because I think it takes a particular darkness to even get to the point of such pessimism, such lack of hope, such lack of willpower that you give up on being healthy and convince yourself that being in a state of morbid obesity is healthy. Right. And I don't think that even one of them believe it. Believe it. No, right? no, not deep down. You, that's why. That's why they. That's why they hate me so much because I will say something that's so true that they can't refute it. Like they, 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 they can't refute it because it's so true. Therefore, they hate me. That's why there's literally a documentary about how they came after my wife and I for saying these things. They know they're not healthy. They know it. That's why they have to some in some way try to get to the person. I mean, every single time they talk about my tattoos, I'm bald, all these things. Like they these people that don't want to be judged on their physical appearance immediately go to the physical appearance of other people. It's you know they have no like ability to stand on they, they, like they know gravity exists they're the ones getting up every day not one single person can tell me that they feel like they're healthy in this state because it's just not true science doesn't exist i have a master's degree in this i get very angry when people start promoting diets in their lives diets in and their i have lives. to go i can't be around it i'm a fat person and you're attacking me by opening your mouth and saying shitty things about your fat body. What? And again, once I, I was saying, like, they're all crazy. Like, I mean, and well, this young lady right here. I mean, crazy. Like, there is such a thing as neuroinflammation. Like, it is a real thing that happens with fat people. Why nobody will believe me, I don't know. But when you take somebody who has eaten the way this woman has gluttoned herself for a long period of time, the data shows that she probably has lower executive function, lower cognitive function. She's probably in a state of inflammation and neuroinflammation that does lead her to be crazy. Not to mention that she's probably on a massive cocktail of medications. I mean, if you take a look, there's not a chance that she's not on some sort of medication. She is that unhealthy looking. Be careful on what you say and what you are perpetuating. What you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Like, what is that threat? Like, like, seriously, what is the threat? Like, you realize how silly it sounds because threatening somebody that could get away from you by walking backwards at a, like, even pace does not have that oomph. You sound ridiculous. Because it's all tied to racism. There it is. And it's eugenics. all tied to racism and eugenics. Telling people to lose weight is tied to racism. It's my favorite one. And Blair's face is amazing about it because... It's, it's so silly. It's ridiculous. A bunch of very fat white women telling you you're racist for saying they should lose weight. This is the 2020s. Like you stop it. Just stop it. You're fools. All of you. If anybody, if anybody doesn't just hear that and openly laugh at them, 
you're part of the problem. Like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Are you fucking kidding me? They're crazy. You can't hurt their feelings. They're in such a state of la-la land denial that you can't hurt that woman's feelings. She's literally telling you that it's racist to say she's fat. And for, for it's racist for you to lose weight. She's not even saying it's racist for you to tell her to lose weight. She's saying it's racist for you to lose weight. This is the world we live in. Like, just start laughing at these people, openly pointing and laughing, because that's what that deserves. They're trying to, they're, first of all, it's so insulting, so ridiculously insulting to claim that losing weight is racist when actual racism exists. Like, an actual, it's racist of this, this woman's way more racist than anybody that said for her to lose weight, probably, because it is very racist to, in fact, steal somebody's plate. I mean, you, it is racist to, in fact, adjoin yourself with racism. You are, in fact, victimizing and marginalizing the people that are victims of racism. Even more, you are using that literal, societal, horrible thing of racism to try to use it for your own benefit. You are a fucking horrible person. Horrible. You're being a racist when you start. It kills me. Yep. When white, fat, positive women want to talk about how it's racist mm -hmm. to not want to be fat. This woman's not even just saying what's, you know, her decision, whatever. She's saying you can't talk about yourself being fat. You can't criticize your own body. Yep. Screw you. Why do you want to drag everyone down with you? Why do you want everyone to be unhealthy like you? You want everyone yep. to have heart issues like you? To diet 45 like you? Yep. I will say this is one of the older fat positive activists that I've seen. She's probably not 40. Like, for, like she looks fitty, but she's probably not even 40. I mean, they, it just ages them very, very, very quickly. Like, look at Tess Holiday. She looks like she's close to 50. Looks to be maybe like late 30s, 40. The harsh reality is you are unlikely to make it another decade, decade and a half like this. Oh, she's not making another 10. She's not making another 10 years. You can't be in this kind of denial about a very serious health issue and 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 not and live a while. You can't. And again, I struggle being too mean to these people because, man, you got to be down bad to sit up on camera talking about you are attacking me. By wanting to not be fat, right? It is racist to not want to be fat. Yep, you got to be down bad. Yeah, like that. yeah. So I'm not trying to crap on her. She craps on herself. herself, saying that you study science, <laughs> and that's how you know diets are bad. I don't have to study science to look at you and see the lack of health. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Like you can't tell if I'm healthy by looking at me. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah. If you have rolls of extra fat, you're unhealthy. <laughs> it's not healthy, period. It's just not. It's just not. No one in their right minds, if they wanted to dare to be fat phobic <laughs> and hire a personal trainer and try to improve their life, would hire a fat personal trainer. Nope. If such a thing exists. No. Oh, they exist. Right. Yeah. If you went to a dietitian who was obese, you would not want to take advice from that dietitian. It's like a bunch of fitness, like it's like the weight loss coaches who just, who just give out diets. And then like the person yo-yos, like a true weight loss coach, like what my wife and I do, we try to teach the person how to stay at that, their new weight, like new lifestyle type thing. But absolutely. I agree. You don't want to study Chinese. If the person trying to teach you Chinese doesn't really know Chinese. Right. This is common sense. So you can yep. sit here and you can, you know, say that you know science. Do you? Mm -hmm. Because there is a long list of things that you're facing on a health level based on where you're at right now. And again, it's just really sad. You know, it's like, again, <sighs> we have to talk about how it's like overwhelmingly white women too. I see almost no men and I see very few women of color that are into this. And there are some, there are some, there are some women of color that are into it, I, but not, not, it's vast majority white 25 to 35 year old women who are very, very big, who literally want to say, if you don't want to fuck me, you're horrible. For me, in a society that values victimhood and where victimhood is such a currency, which it is, yep. you have to be blind not to agree. Yep. This is a way for white women, white liberal women specifically, to gain a victim card, to say, oh, you're yep. fat phobic. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, me being fat is an identity that is marginalized. I am oppressed. You're not oppressed for being fat. You live in- By gravity and reality, but- The richest country in the world. Yep. You live in a country with the most access to healthy food. This is what I was yep. People who say healthy foods aren't affordable. Really? Yeah. The cheapest things in grocery stores are rice, beans, canned vegetables. Yeah, sure. A Whopper is only a dollar, but if you care about living a long life, you care about being there for your family and friends for an extended amount of time, you'll spend $2 on a big bag of rice rather than a dollar on a Whopper. I'm sorry. Well, not to mention that, but to point out that the big bag of rice for a dollar will feed you multiple meals or you and somebody else for a meal. Um, beans and rice, we could get we could get a bag of beans and a bag of rice for you know, a dollar fifty a piece, three dollars. Those two, that, that that bag of rice and bag of beans can feed my wife and I on two dollars for two days together. People that say that healthy food is too expensive are it's 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 just this pathetic, weak. I don't want to cook for myself. Convenient food is is expensive. Convenient health food is expensive. Health food is actually very 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 inexpensive. And you just need to cook it, like actually t- participate, you know. But to point out what you were saying earlier too, it's one of the things I say all the time. There's no more privileged person on the planet than the than the American obese person. None. It, it you are obese in a country where you can literally like most of these people go through drive through every day. You're trying to claim marginalization and that you're oppressed when you have enough funds and enough access to, in fact, glutton yourself to a state of societal burden that disproportionately burdens everybody else that's not fat versus you being fat. You are privileged as fuck if you're obese in America. We closed down the world for you, and you thanked us by getting fatter. Fix yourself. God damn. It, it comes down to personal choice. Yes, it does. People want to invoke the thyroid problems. Okay, what was the stat? It's like less than like 5% of obese people have a thyroid problem. Like, stop. Yeah, less than 5% of obese people have a thyroid problem, and also uh, thyroid problems are normally very well managed through... Uh, medication. And even then, it's normally only like 20, 30 extra pounds. It's not 300. It's not the 150 pounds this woman or 200 pounds extra pounds this woman has on. Even if she has a thyroid issue, she takes her medication from her doctor. And if her doctor knows anything, what they're doing, their thyroid function becomes fairly normalized. And then it's just a matter of what they eat and how much they move their body 100% of the time. Like very few people have completely unmanaged thyroids, like very few people. And if you do, you have way more, way more concerns than posting on TikTok about how you're fat and everybody should love you for it. It is absolutely a choice. And I think people also really underestimate how much eating is a coping mechanism for people as well. Oh my God. I eat when I'm sad. And so that's how I know a lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. When I'm feeling like depressed, hopeless, whatever, that's when I eat like shit and don't care. That's why you have the trope of like people who like eat a tub of ice cream in a breakup. That's because people eat their feelings. It's a real thing. Think about pizza. Pizza is the everything food. They've marketed it to be everything. Your friend's girlfriend breaks up with them. Take him a pizza. You're going to go watch the game. Take a pizza. It's a birthday. Let's get pizza. You, uh, you're sad you had a rough day. Let's get pizza. Oh, I've had a rough day at work. I don't want to cook. I'll pick up a pizza on the way home. It's the everything food. And it's very, uh, you know, like, it's like people are like, oh, I get healthy pizza. No, you don't. You get pizza that's healthier. It's not healthy. Like, I mean, I have eaten very few pizzas where I'm like, yeah, that's healthy. Like, it, but I'm not, I'm not saying you need to eat perfectly healthy all the time. I'm just saying that we have conditioned ourselves in society to go towards like negative connotation, like negative foods when looked at in how you're eating them. Like if you are eating something because you're depressed, it's normally never a fucking steak, you know? And that's nothing you have to work through, but it is what it is. I made a conscious choice a few months ago when I started um, prioritizing, prioritizing my health that whenever I'm depressed or going through it or stressed out or sad, I'm going to do things for myself, self-care. So the other day I was having a really bad awesome. day. I was super stressed, super depressed. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the sauna. Good. I'm going to go work out. Hell yeah. I'm going to get my nails done. Okay. And at the end of that, I'm going to at least be able to say, I worked on my body and I have pretty new nails. Good for you. It's putting W's in the column. That's one of the reasons why, like one of the things I profess all the time for people is hydration. Try to get an ounce of fluid per pound of your body mass. Um, a huge number of people would lose the weight they needed to lose just by focusing on this, in my opinion, of course. 
Um, we also, again, no morbidity, non-stimulant, non-thermogenic based appetite suppressant. Please do get it at ambrosiacollective.com, vitamin shop, or at Tiger Fitness. And it pretty much just kind of blunts your hunger and increases your mood. However, uh, hydration is super, super important. And one of the things I tell people every day, get a W in your column every single morning by drinking 20 to 30 ounces of fluid right when you wake up. Now you're already ahead on your fluid, 20, 30 ounces of fluid. You have some coffee. Chances are you'll eat even a little less breakfast and save a couple hundred calories because you, in fact, are, are now full of fluid. But it puts a W in the column. Treat yourself well. One of the exercises we do for all of our clients, too, after about two or three weeks in, we have them tell us something positive about their day every day. Like, tell me something positive that you did about your day. Tell me something positive about you to rewrite the mental mind frame of I'm fat and need to lose weight. Yes, but that's a positive, too. Saying I'm fat is not positive. Saying I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to do everything about it is massively positive, should be celebrated in our society and should be seen as heroic almost, especially because of the fact that if you try to lose weight in society, a bunch of crazy white women come at you and tell you that you're fat phobic racist and that you don't want to fuck them. You know, like, I mean, so try your very best to lose weight. That's heroic. That's a positive thing. I'm losing weight. Today I, I did this for my weight loss and my health. That's a positive thing. So I like what she does here. Uh, because you want to keep the W's in the columns. So the worst of the day could have been wasn't as bad as it could have been because I did all these things for myself. And that's a mental thing you have to go through, right? You have to like figure out how to get to the place where you can do that because most people just sink into laying in bed and eating ice cream. And I do that sometimes too. Mm -hmm. But that's when I feel my worst. That's when I'm like, that's not what I'm supposed to do. I got to right. get up and just go kill it because no one's yeah. going to kill it for me. Yep. Ain't nobody going to kill it for you. you nope, kill nobody's going to kill it for you. Hell yeah. Let's watch another one of these. Oh, this crazy one. Shut up. It is not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it so is. So what does that say? Is it saying... You don't find any fat people attractive slash would never date a fat person is not a preference. It's fat phobic. So this woman is upset that people have said they don't want to bang her because she's fat. Sounds very rapey to me. That sounds predatorial to me. Oh, you, there's something wrong with you because you don't want to have sex with me. Imagine if I said that to somebody. They'd arrest me. They should. They should. So for audio listeners, this was a TikTok of a fat activist saying that it is fat phobic to not date fat people. And again, I see so many of these, you know, parallels with the more toxic elements of the trans community. Of course, they say it's trans phobic, not to date trans people, yep. which is absolutely disgusting. Um, again. It's one of the reasons why I think she's fucking amazing. You know, to not want to date trans people is transphobic. It's disgusting. From a trans person. That she's awesome. She's at, she, 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 she should be the template for that movement. If Blair White was the template for the trans movement, very realistically, there, the acceptance would be massively higher and we wouldn't have the trouble with the whole, like the predatorial men that are now taking advantage of this. Because I do believe that all of these dudes that are going into women's spaces and like, joining women's sports to beat, beat up on women or, de or defeat women in competition and dudes that are showing off their penises in dressing rooms claiming that they're trans, they're all predatory men who have decided they found a way that's socially acceptable for them to, in fact, victimize women. That's, in my opinion, what it is. They are, like, Blair White and other trans people should hate all of them. You guys should hate all of them because they're making all of you look bad. When in fact, in my personal opinion, they are not even trans people. They are just crazy predatorial males trying to, in fact, victimize women. I find it amazing that we live in a society that will literally label me like, like I am labeled as toxically masculine and have been for years, for years now. And people don't believe, like, you're just a toxic cis male, blah, blah, blah. You'll lie. You'll do this. You're, you're mean. You're evil and everything like that. But if I would say, hey, I'm going to be a girl now, all of a sudden everybody would believe that I believe that I actually say that and that they would support me. It's fucking ridiculous. The people that are deciding to take over women's sports because they're failed male athletes are dudes that are being predatory towards males or towards women, I mean get there faster. They are men that are being predatory towards women. If you really wanted, if you loved, loved the idea of womanhood so much that you would like actually become a woman 
if you love them, you will recognize their spaces and how important it is for a woman to be able to have woman sports because it is not fair. Not 180 pound woman could compete with me in almost any sport at all, ever. And I'm old. They could not compete with me. I, I could break every Masters 2 female powerlifting record in America at my weight class right now. I could break every single one of them probably. I haven't squatted in a long time, so maybe not the squat. But I could break the records right now. Of, it, I, since I have actually like been physical in my life before, not one female sport should I, could I be able to enter and not dominate. None. None. Sad. There are plenty of people into fat people. There are plenty of people with fat fetishes. There are plenty of people that are into like thicker women, thicker men, etc. Go find them if you want to be fat. Mm -hmm. But there is a biological hardwiring in people yep. to be less attracted to fat people, especially fat yes. women. Because of the lack of fertility that goes with that. The well, lack, lack of fertility, uh, propensity to be... Uh, to be sickly and have disease, like to be diseased, like to have type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease, the propensity to die early and not be able to take care of the family unit. A lot of times, like family units are give and take. Like people that think that stay at home, stay at home wives and moms don't work, they work their fucking asses off if unless they're completely catered to. Like for a long fucking time when I traveled, Crystal went to school full time and took care of me and our child. That was a more than a full-time job because keeping up with my crazy ass is way more than a full-time job on itself. The lack of being able to be alive to nurture children. It, yep. People don't understand. Sexuality is so much based on evolution. Like the reason men subconsciously seek certain body types of women that, you know, they seek like larger hips, not fat, mm -hmm. but larger hips because that's, you know, a larger birthing canal, you know, yep. like, people are hardwired to be attracted to health. Yes. To nice skin. Yes. To the idea that that person will be around for a while to raise offspring. That, that is the biological yes. hardwire. So yes. if someone looks like they're falling apart health-wise, people are not into that. And this woman does feel like, like, look, there's cellulite on her face. She's young. She's super young. This, this is bad. And she's still wearing a bun bunch of makeup with it. Jeez. And again, you have a choice. You can blame that on phobia. You can blame that on hatred. Or you can say, I'm doing something wrong. And if I want to attract men, maybe I need to be the best version of myself. Damn right, Blair. God damn, she's amazing. All right, hey, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end it on that actually, because uh, it's been almost an hour, and I try to keep them shorter uh, anymore because I'm doing more than one in a day. However, this is just one today. But again, for those of you that are unaware, we are gonna be because I I am going to post this up uh, onto YouTube when they allow me to. But uh, for those of you that are unaware, you can watch this on Rumble. You can watch this on Spotify here. Probably by tomorrow, you can watch it on Spotify. Um, and I am going to be posting uh, pretty exclusively on those two. Still on Twitter at the MFing COO starting tomorrow. I'm on Instagram at the MFing COO. Hope all of you are having an amazing time. Please do check out No Morbidity at the Ambrosia Collective. Uh, it is non-stimulant, non-thermogenic-based appetite suppressant. It is helping thousands of people lose weight. We have had people lose 20 to 25% of their body mass in just six to eight months on this, as well as just getting tons healthier, not in a state of constant hunger because their hunger is completely managed. They are just eating less, feeling better. Please do check it out. I hope you all have a great day. Goddamn.